Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Welcome into this special edition of BGN Radio brought to you by the fine folk at SB Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. That's K-I-S-T. And in our never-ending quest to bring you a wide variety of content here at BGN, we're going to dig into some week eight gambling tips with Matt McEwen of Sports Betting Dime. You can follow Matt on Twitter at SBD underscore Matt, and you can check out Sports Betting Dime at SBD. Before we get into that, just a couple of quick notes. Make sure that you've listened to the most recent BGN Radio. That's BGN Radio. 153 with Jimmy Kemsky and Brandon Lee Gowton. May he reign forever. That dropped early this morning. Also, there's a new Eye on the Enemy in the feed with John Stolness speaking with my co-host of Monday Football Monday on the SB Nation NFL show. He is the excellent RJ Ochoa, who you may also know from Blogging the Boys. You can guess what they're talking about. Tomorrow morning, you'll get a new QB Factory with me and Mark Schofield. And me and Benjamin Solak will be recording a new Kist and Solak show tomorrow as well, so you'll be getting that soon. Uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you've gone to Apple Podcasts and left a five star rating and a written review just say your following directions or you can drop a question in there and we'll get to it in one of our many shows on this feed and with all of that out of the way let's get into my chat with matt McEwen of sports betting dime right now Matt, welcome into BGN. How you doing, brother? Hey, Michael. I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm doing well. Just uh, getting ready for this this big showdown between the Eagles and Cowboys. I'm sure everybody is excited to watch this on primetime. Uh, and look, be- before we dig into this matchup, I, d- I did have a question about something that's been bugging me personally, but I haven't bothered to really dig in and, and find the answer. And I'm hoping you can help me with that. That's why, that's why you're here. So every week on the feed, we make picks against the spread, whether it be on BGN Radio or the Kist and Solak show. And when, when somebody tells me a line and they say, uh, for instance, well, they're four point favorites and they're at home. I'm just so used to in my brain saying, okay, well, home field advantage is typically worth around three points, uh, at least to Vegas anyway. So in a neutral setting, they're basically saying this hypothetical team X is one point better than a hypothetical team Y. Uh, In this unprecedented season with home field advantage, what are down to the extent that it is? How are lines being impacted by all these different factors? And is this still an ongoing period of adjustment in terms of gambling? Definitely still an adjustment, Michael. Yeah, it's, you know, the books are are doing their best to figure out right now what what is home field advantage worth right you know you you still have part of the the hassle for for the visiting team in terms of the travel staying in a in a hotel you know those those kind of things are still there and how how much is that worth right for in in the entire you know scheme of, of two and a half to three points like you said that typically your home field is worth basically how much were the fans worth so they, they are still adjusting to that. You know, you have teams like Denver where their their biggest home field advantage is probably the thin air. And that's going to be all that, that's always going to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. And each team might have their own little kind of tidbits like that. But right now, from my research here, it's seeming like it's about two points. You know, the crowd has been worth basically they've deemed about a point. Um, and, and we're looking at about one and a half to two points for just straight home field advantage. One of the great tells actually this week, I think, was tonight's Thursday night game, uh, Falcons-Panthers, where I think we've got two pretty even teams. 
and Carolina was uh, two to two and a half point favorite. Okay, so with all that, with all that considered, we'll, we'll transition to the Sunday night divisional tilt between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. The Eagles are at home, and they opened as. 7.5 favorites or seven and a half point favorites. The initial over under was 43 and a half. So let's talk about this over under first because the Eagles have yet to score over 30 points this season, but the Cowboys are giving up a league worst 34.7 points per game. For context that uh, on that, if it holds up, and I was telling you this before we started recording, it'll be the worst points per game for a defense in at least over a decade. I checked going back to 2019 or 2009 before I gave up. But now the Cowboys are also dealing with not having their starter, possibly their top backup in for them. What can you tell us about betting this over under from a, from a gambling perspective, what that looks like? Yeah, no, it, you're absolutely, you're onto something here. It's, it's tough. <clears throat> you know, the Eagles, as you said, the Eagles offense, it looked like they were starting to break out a little bit here, you know, put, put up some, some points on, on Baltimore, which, you know, albeit it, it, a lot of those points came late and, and you can, you know, attribute that to whatever you want, but they, they scored 28 points there against the Ravens, put up some points against that good Steelers defense too. And, and you can't say the same thing about but that game. That, that was a back and forth shootout there. Right. Yeah. So in terms of betting this over or under, you know, what, what you're, I, I, at least in, in my opinion, what you're looking at is can the Cowboys score some points? Yeah, because I have faith in in the Eagles, and I think the sports books do too. They have faith that points are going to be scored against this Cowboys defense. Fire sale started. You know, they they've sold off Everson Griffin. They've released a couple more defensive players in the last couple of days. Hey, some people might think, hey, that that'll spark them. I, I'm not sitting there. So the question you got to ask yourself here is, yeah, can Dallas score you know ten ten points? Do you believe that uh, whether it's Dalton, whether it's Danucci? Can, can they put up that that many points, you know? So if, if Dalton is confirmed and, and he clears concussion protocol, I think we'll see this line get up to probably a little closer to 45. Mm. There will be a little more faith in, in Andy Dalton in spite of what he's shown us the last the last two weeks. But if, if it is Danucci, I wouldn't be surprised to see this come down to 41. So when Dalton, basically when Dalton is named the starter, if you are going to bet the over-under, you want to bet it right then before the, the line shifts, right? Yeah, if you can get to it before they, they move it, I would pounce <laughs> the, the moment Dalton is confirmed. And, and if he's not, I'd go the other way on it. I'd, I'd hit the under quickly before it starts moving as well. So yeah, no, this, this to me is a line that's just ready to tip one way or the other. Yeah, you you mentioned like can they score ten points, and I think it matters when they score those ten points too. Is it late in garbage time where the yeah. Eagles are like, whatever, this doesn't matter? Or is it early enough to where the Eagles still have to continue to to build yeah. the lead and and pass the ball? And, and look, I mean, there are only two teams more heavily favored than the Eagles this week. That's the Bucks over the Giants and the Chiefs over the over the Jets. Do the Eagles being favored like this big cause some concern? Or are you totally looking at this Cowboys team like a like? they're just ready to get crushed right now again. Yeah, no, I, I'm, it, it's the latter for me. Uh, I, I don't really have a ton of concern here. Um, in, in terms, of, I think the spread as well. I think this is a line that's ready to tip one way or the other as well. You know, I, I think if, if Dalton is confirmed, I think it'll go back, you know, as you said, we, we opened at about seven and a half. And actually, the, you know, just one quick point there, the early line in this game, a lot of sports books will offer an early line before the, you know, the current week starts. So on Saturday of, of uh, week seven, the line in this game opened at Philadelphia minus three and a half. So oh. anybody who anybody who uh, had the, the cojones to, to bet the early line on this without seeing anything from week seven, they're sitting on a pretty, uh, pretty valuable line there. But yeah, no, this, this open seven and a half, we're up to eight, eight and a half, depending where you look now. 
if Dalton is confirmed, I think we come back towards seven. And anything over seven, I think people will be betting the Cowboys. You'll see the the money really start to uh, evenly disperse. If if it's Danucci, I think we're getting up to ten. All right. You know, already there's there's been a lot of money on Philadelphia. When when I checked it this morning before coming on here, about ninety percent of the ATS money was on Philadelphia. Going going back to the over under there, about eighty one percent was on the over. Yeah, you know, pe- people are already I think banking on on no Dalton, and uh, you know they're, they're kind of saying, hey, if Dalton does play, is it much of an upgrade? And and look, if Eagles fans are so terrified of like another Joe Webb situation from way back when. <laughs> And, and yeah. like I get that, but like I can definitely see why the Eagles are so favored. And and if I'm looking at the futures market for the for the NFC East odds here, what's that mess of a scene looking like right now? <laughs> it, it has been a mess, Michael. It, it's it's been a total mess. You know, this this opened up as what looked like a very intriguing division. Philly actually opened as the favorites to to win the NFC East back in back in April. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas became the favorites just before the NFL draft. You know, money had come in. I, I think it. Back at that point, you were willing to just take whoever had the plus odds, right? right. But after the after the draft, you know, Dallas takes CeeDee Lamb. A lot of people go crazy for that pick. Dallas became the odds-on favorite. And odds-on um, just means better better than 50%. They're, they're, they're no longer uh, plus odds. They're either, uh, negative odds, right? So you got to mm-hmm. pay to, to win money. Now, Philadelphia is currently the odds-on favorite, but I'm surprised it only happened now. After Dak Prescott went down, Dallas remained the favorites. They, they had been the odds-on favorites from May up until uh, Dak goes down. Prescott goes down, and Dallas remains the favorite, but they're no longer odds-on favorite. They were about plus 105, plus 110, depending where you look. Now, I'll say that that did surprise. I was ready to, to wake up uh, the next morning to, yeah, Philadelphia being favorites. I had, you know, primed one of my writers to, to start getting something together, and we had to change course pretty quickly. But yeah, right. I mean, after the first game with Dalton, Dallas People realized like, real quick <laughs> they did. But uh, again, very surprisingly, uh, yeah. Dallas still remained the favorites. We we didn't see Philadelphia become favorites until after they had won their their week seven uh, Thursday night game against the Giants. Now they they had one game up, and you're thinking, okay, if Dallas beats Washington, they probably still remain the favorites. They don't. Philly remains favorites, and and here we are. Uh, Philadelphia has the the odds on favorite. You're looking at about minus 163 right now, and uh, you know I, I hate to come on this uh, Eagles podcast and suggest something like this, but <laughs> Washington might not be a bad bet right now. Uh, the division winner may be six nine and one, so really it it still is kind of wide open right now. Anything can definitely happen. Uh, yeah. m- moving on from from the uh, the NFC East here. From an entertainment perspective and in terms of importance, there's no bigger game in Week 8 than the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens this week. And let's just say I was a a betting man. Uh, What do I have to consider in this one? How do you think I should bet it? What am I looking for? So I... I pounced on this one early. This this line opened at Baltimore minus five and a half, and I thought that was absurd. To me, you know, the, these two teams, storied rivalry, and they, they tend to play each other very close. You know, these are hard-fought defensive battles. Five and a half points was way too many for me. Yeah. So I, I, I took Pittsburgh bright and early. The, the line's now down to three and a half, so I'm, uh, I'm sitting pretty here on that line. I still think it's too many points. I think this should be three, if not Baltimore, minus two and a half. And I understand, hey, Baltimore's at home. Baltimore is, you know, their one loss came to the Chiefs, who, I mean, have been 
pounding everybody except the the Raiders, apparently. So for some reason, yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I I still think right now the the value lies uh, with with the Steelers plus three and a half. Um, they're they're five and one. You know, not yeah. Not only are they winning games, you know, they, they are the only undefeated team, but they're five and one against the spread as well. They they've been covering spreads. This, this is only the second game this year that Pittsburgh is an underdog. Uh, the first being last week against Tennessee. You know, Baltimore is they're they're just they're three and three against the spread. To their credit, they they're two and one against the spread when they're laying less than ten points. They have faced a lot of big spreads this year, but. No, to, to me, this is a defensive battle that comes down to which offense is, is going to re- break through, right? Which, which can, can come up with something creative to get some points on the board. And I, I give that nod to uh, Pittsburgh. I, I, I just, I, you know, their, their motto this year has been get the ball out of Ben's hands quickly. And, you know, that, that's no slight on Ben. They just they have a lot of playmakers on, on that offense. They want to quick passes, get the ball out. And it's worth, and I think that's, that's the way you have to beat the Baltimore defense because their, you know, their front seven is very, very good. They can, they can get pressure rushing for, um, you know, with ease. So I, I, I like that. I, I'm, yeah, resting my hat on that one as opposed to, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, it, you know, it's it, it, what we've seen this year is if, if you can shut down the run and not necessarily even shut down the run, but make Baltimore pass. And, and this yeah. has been the, the criticism on on this offense since Lamar Jackson took over, you know, if, if you put them behind early, can Lamar Jackson keep them in it with his arm? And we haven't seen that yet. And until we do, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue baiting it. Yeah, in Baltimore coming out of the bye, and they definitely had some struggles coming into it despite some some success. So it'll be interesting to see how Baltimore responds to that, if they uh, show any new wrinkles to where they can they can get the run game going again and get themselves in yeah. plus situations. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining us here on BGN. I really appreciate the uh, the knowledge that you've dropped for us. I'm, I'm looking forward to having you back in the future as well. Let the gentle listeners know where they can find you and, and Sports Betting Dime and you know, all that good stuff, man. Plug away whatever you want. Absolutely. No, thanks for having me, Michael. It's been a pleasure. Look forward to uh, to the next time. So, yeah, no, you can find us over at uh, sbdsportsbettingdime.com. You know, we, we have everything you need for, for betting, whether you're, you're brand new, you're, you're trying to find a sports book, uh, a legal sports book to bet at, you know, come to us. We'll, we'll show you the way. We'll, we'll uh, let you compare, pick which one's best for you. And then from there, we've got you covered. We've got the odds for every game. If you want to go a little more advanced, we, we have some strategy uh, guides. We have some systems that, that uh, you know, you can try out. We, we got it all. You know, come come check us out. Futures, if you're into futures, we've, we've got uh, fantastic futures trackers. We not only tell you, you know, what the current odds are, but we'll show you the ride along the way. So uh, the only place you can get that. And...